Hello everyone and welcome back to Jain Roots podcast. In this podcast we will resume our deliberations on the climate of Indian subcontinent and uh, walk you through the entire monsoon cycle in India. In the earlier podcast that is the climate of India part 1 we delved into the factors determining the climate of India as a part of its seasonal variations. If you are listening to this episode without going through the previous one that is the climate of india part 1 i suggest you please do the same as this episode is in continuation to where we left our last deliberation and thus will help in a better understanding of this topic uh, i would once again urge you to keep a pen and a paper handy and also an atlas with a physical map of india in front of you being a podcast it is assumed that the listeners have a basic understanding of geography in general and of important geographical terms in particular so let's begin the onset of monsoon is a complex mechanism of shifting of itcz towards the north itcz being the intertropical convergence zone which we talked about in our previous podcast the withdrawal of westerly jet streams and the setting in of the easterly jet streams which is also responsible for the burst of monsoons in india that is the onset of monsoons along with thunder and lightning wherein the southwest monsoon touches base in kerala by 1st of june and thereafter ends in the month of september the southwest monsoons approaches the subcontinent in two branches the first one being the arabian sea branch and the second one being the bay of bengal branch if you look closely in the map of the physical map of india the indian landmass is the point of bifurcation of the southwest monsoons so the arabian sea branch if we go about with the arabian sea branch it further splits three ways its first branch is obstructed by the western ghats resulting in heavy rainfall in the windward side of it for example the sahyadris and the western coastal plains further less rainfall in the rain shadow area to the east of western ghats occur the second branch of this arabian sea grouping of uh, southwest monsoon moves along the narmada and tapi river valleys unobstructed where they reach and shed their moisture in the central indian parts especially in the chota nagpur plateau thereafter they mingle with the bay of bengal branch in the gangetic plains we'll talk about bay of bengal branch after this one third branch of this arabian sea grouping strikes the saurashtra and the kutch areas of gujarat if you see in the physical map there there you'll see the third branch will strike saurashtra and kutch areas and then pass over rajasthan since the aravalli is run parallel to this branch which we talked about in, a, in our previous broad, broad uh, podcast we said that the aravalli is run parallel to the southwest monsoons and they don't intersect those on the southwest monsoon winds hence they are unable to trap the monsoon winds and uh, force these monsoon winds to shed their moisture uh, in the adjoining areas uh, since they are unable to do so hence these adjoining areas are relatively drier and receive scantier rainfall this branch then reaches punjab and haryana and this too mingles with this bay of bengal branch we which we shall talk about subsequently now so we have discussed about the arabian sea uh, branch now we'll talk about the bay of bengal branch this bay of bengal branch moves unhindered until they get deflected by the arkan yuma 
or the Arakan Hills of the Myanmar coastline. The Arakan Hills tend to deflect them towards the Indian subcontinent. Look closely in the Indian physical map, the area where Myanmar coastline, you'll see it's it forms a sort of curve, curvilinear area, which tends to deflect the, this Bay of Bengal branch towards the Indian subcontinent and thus this Bay of Bengal branch enters West Bengal from the south and southeast instead of from the southwest direction. The southwest branch strikes at the western coast of India. The southwest monsoons, the first branch that is the Arabian Sea branch, it strikes the western coast of India. The Bay of Bengal branch after getting deflected from the Arakan Yoma or the Arakan Hills of Myanmar, enters Indian subcontinent through West Bengal after moving over the Bay of Bengal and then and thereby it gets deflected into bifurcated, sorry, it gets bifurcated into two branches. The first branch of this Bay of Bengal uh, grouping moves westward towards up the Gangetic Plain towards Punjab. Notice closely in your uh, physical uh, map of India. From the from uh, West Bengal, this first branch of Bay of Bengal grouping moves westward up the Gangetic Plain over and above Bihar, UP, towards Punjab. The second branch of this Bay of Bengal grouping moves up the Brahmaputra Valley. If you see at, in the northeastern portion, the northeast regions of India, it moves up the Brahmaputra Valley, causing heavier rainfall in the northeastern regions of India, especially the Garo and Khasi hills of Meghalaya. And coincidentally, the wettest place or the area receiving the rain, the most amount of, the maximum amount of rainfall in India is Cherapunji, which coincidentally lies in these Garo and Khasi hills of Meghalaya. We have talked about the southwest monsoon and we have talk, talked about both of its branches, the Arabian Sea branch and the Bay of Bengal branch. Now here an important aspect that is, is that Tamil Nadu coast uh, remains relatively dry. It does not receive any rainfall either from the southwest monsoons or receives a little bit of rainfall from the Bay of Bengal branch, but not much. This is an important area for UPSC and why is it so? It is because it is firstly it is parallel to the Bay of Bengal branch of monsoons so it does not receive much rainfall it remains relatively dry same ways in the case of the Aravalis uh, we talked about earlier they also run parallel to the southwest monsoon branch the Arabian Sea branch that is uh, the Tamil Nadu coast runs parallel to the Bay of Bengal branch and hence they are unable to capture any of its moisture the second reason is it is in the rain shadow area of the Arabian Sea branch of monsoons. As I mentioned earlier, the southwest monsoons, which are coming from the Bay of, uh, from the Arabian Sea, they strike at the western coast of India, which, uh, and shed most of their moisture, uh, in that area, uh, as they are in, as they are trapped by the western ghats. Now, if you see in the physical map, Tamil Nadu is, lies towards the east of the western ghats. Alright? They lie towards the east. They lie on the eastern coast. Now, eastern coast or the area towards the east of Western Ghats is now the rain shadow area for the monsoonal winds which are coming from the Arabian Sea. 
all right so effectively tamil nadu coast remains dry due to these two reasons now some of the heaviest rainfall occurs in the coastal areas and areas near to the sea the rainfall diminishes as we move farther away from the coast as we talked about earlier location and relief features now uh, some statistics the rainfall is divided into heaviest medium low and inadequate now heavy rainfall we consider heavy rainfall if an area receives a rainfall of greater than 200 cm now western ghats adjoining western coastal areas northeast sub himalayan areas and hills of meghalaya come under this category of heavy rainfall areas medium rainfall areas pertain to those areas uh, where the rainfall calibrated is between 100 to 200 cm now the areas which fall under this category uh, is south gujarat eastern tamil nadu northeast peninsula that is odisha jharkhand bihar mp north gangetic plains etc third category is the low rainfall areas somewhere between 50 to 100 cm of rainfall the areas uh, under this category are western uttar pradesh delhi haryana punjab jammu and kashmir eastern rajasthan uh gujarat and uh, deccan plateau in particular the last category is inadequate rainfall which is basically scanty rainfall less than 50 cm uh the areas pertaining to this uh, category are central parts of peninsula especially telangana parts of karnataka and maharashtra Uh, ladakh which is the cold desert of india and western rajasthan which is the hot desert of india now come october and the monsoon starts receding as the itcz that is the intertropical convergence zone follows the onward march of the sun towards the southern hemisphere as we discussed earlier the itcz always follows the movement of the sun in the summers since the sun uh, is directly shining over the northern hemisphere so the itcz also follows suit it gets developed in the area in that particular area and as soon as winter approaches the sun also moves shifts southwards towards the southern hemisphere the itcz also follows suit the weather remains dry in the northern uh, parts of india but it causes widespread torrential rains on the eastern coast particularly in tamil nadu southeast karnataka eastern kerala and south andhra pradesh look closely in your physical map as we get to see the particular climatic regions of india it is very important uh, that uh, you make a mental note of all these areas so that as soon as the question approaches in uh, upsc or elsewhere you are able to recall it just by imagery imagery plays a very important role in geography the questions that are asked in upsc uh, it helps a great deal if you have a mental map of whatever you have learned uh, particularly in geography so moving on uh, as we were talking about uh, the weather in the uh, northern part uh, which remains dry uh, widespread torrential rains on the eastern coast now this is also termed as northeast monsoons as we discussed in our previous podcast uh as the monsoon recedes or the ret- or the retreating monsoons uh the winds coming from the northeastern parts of the subcontinent they pick up moisture from the bay of bengal now since we are approaching the winter season so the itcz is also moving downwards so now there is a high pressure area getting developed in and around the parts of the 
northern hemisphere where the indian landmass lies basically so now since it is a high pressure area and uh, the itcz is moving shifting uh, further down south so the low pressure area is towards the south so hence the winds are coming from the northeastern part of the subcontinent they pick up moisture from the bay of bengal and thereby they shed that moisture on to the eastern coastal areas as mentioned earlier in our earlier podcast which is basically the tamil nadu coast and the south andhra pradesh coast tamil nadu receives its bulk of rainfall from this northeast monsoons an interesting fact here is that amongst all the peninsular rivers the kaveri river has waters throughout the year just because of this northeast monsoons phenomena the upper reaches of the kaveri the source and so on and so forth they receive their waters from the rainfall as a matter of moisture shed from the southwest monsoons the lower reaches which is found in uh, tamil nadu uh, lower reaches of kaveri river that i'm talking about if, which is found in the which is found in the state of tamil nadu they receive their waters from this northeast monsoons so uh, over and above on an average the kaveri river is never dry in particular the widespread rains are also associated with the passage of cyclonic depressions originating over the andaman sea and they move towards the eastern coast of south peninsula and onwards towards bangladesh as i have mentioned earlier uh, dear listeners in our previous podcast the cyclonic depressions are uh, brought in by the easterlies as soon as the westerlies recede the easterlies set in they bring these uh, cyclonic depressions which originate over this 15 degree north area of latitude near and uh, near, uh, nearby the andaman sea uh, and they and due to the movement of the easterlies these also these these uh, cyclonic depressions also move towards the landmass particularly towards the eastern coast of peninsular india now these generally these cyclones are highly destructive in nature we have already seen we have seen various news items also relating to the heavy toll it brings on to life and property especially in these coastal areas of south andhra odisha particularly even tamil nadu to some extent due to this uh, easterly movement these uh, cyclonic depressions are uh, basically very uh, low pressure areas which uh, are associated with winds at the speed at very high speeds and uh, when they strike a settlement they bring lots of destructive effect on those areas uh, an important aspect associated with the monsoon here is that the phenomena of uh, al nino now El Nino uh, is a weather phenomena is basically a climatic phenomena which is associated with uh, the presence of warm waters uh, off the coast of Peru uh, usually the Peru coastline is uh, basically associated with the Peruvian current which is a cold current uh, but whenever this El Nino effect happens uh, the water tends to get warmer basically in the eastern pacific and uh, they uh, are associated with generally uh, extreme weather phenomena across the world mm, in india particularly they are associated with droughts 
or less than average rainfall but usually usually they are they do get associated with this uh, but not always sometimes uh, as a part of uh, the observations over a period of time el nino sometimes have also resulted in above average rainfall very rarely though Uh, this topic has been uh, laid out threadbare and it has been discussed in depth in uh, the edito- editorial series on our website uh, i suggest uh, all of you please go through the same as it contains an in depth deliberation over this uh, weather phenomena or climatic phenomena known as el nino this brings us to the end of the part 2 of climate of india uh, i hope this episode added value to your knowledge base in case you find any difficulties regarding the same please feel free to reach us our phone number is 8826571263 you can also reach us through our website www.genroot.in and through whatsapp uh you can also join our test series it has a good set of questions with detailed explanations and performance analysis uh thank you uh thank you for listening to us uh have a nice day